0: Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Opelouski. How are you, John? Jim, I'm good. It's good to be in studio with you today. Yeah, same here. We're so excited about your upcoming release of your your latest book, Book Number Four, Unshakable Leader. And today we're going to continue our conversation. Uh, we, We talked about the big three ideas. And today, what are we talking about? Jim, I'd like to
1: talk about five components that are really integral to personal alignment. And just wrap
0: about that for a few minutes today. Yeah. I love it uh, just uh, for a listeners' sake, this isn't a question we discussed ahead of time. Where'd you get these five? Where, where do these come from?
1: Well, uh, they really came from my my own life, Jim my own experience of uh, pastoral ministry for sixteen years and then working with pastors for fifteen years yeah. and just realizing that these five threads can just kept emerging yeah they right. kept bubbling to the surface and and I think one th- thing I am good at is observational being observational yeah. yeah and it was just like uh, it, this book kind of found me in a way right. through those experiences and in our work with
0: leaders so if people were to, to find these five things to be true they read the book they see them they apply them there's actually a greater chance of them not needing uh, Converge's Absol- services. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is this is not a, a, a way to make money. This is a way to help people. All of Converge is not a way to make money. It's a way right. to help people to That's be right. a, a servant in the body of Christ. So you've got five things to talk about today, and I know we've got about 18 minutes left. So hit us with number one.
1: First one is spiritual hunger. Um, and, and really, Jim, what I mean by that is developing an appetite for God. Now, that seems a little strange. Like, if you're listening today and you're a pastor— yeah. Um, you think, well, all pastors have hunger for God.
0: No, I wouldn't think that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For some, it's a profession. And, yeah. and and somewhere along the way, it's become that. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of times when that does happen, it's not done on purpose. It, yeah. it just happens bit by bit, and I become more of a professional yeah. than I am a passionate follower of Jesus. So in the book, we talk about really practical ways to work on how, how do I encounter God in my personal life?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Because if you're serious about alignment, a a for real, a live relationship with Jesus Christ, whether you're a pastor, an employer, a team leader, or even a parent, having that relationship is really the starting point of alignment.
0: If you get that wrong, these other four aren't going to mean as much to right. you. When people come to conversion, and say, John, I need your help, what percentage of the time is this the number one issue that really you need to coach them through because it's it's affecting everything else?
1: I, I would say I, at least half yeah. the time. you know, And it might be even higher than that, Jim, yeah. uh, where uh, somewhere along the way, this part of their life has gotten disjointed yeah. and, and out of whack.
0: Yeah. And it, well, you're saying it does seem odd. It seems like you're asking a carpenter what's the number one problem. He goes, I can't find my hammer. Yeah. You know, it's like, this. isn't this what you do? but i think that's part of the problem it's it is we after doing it for decades you do have enough repertoire enough material to preach for years right. without without getting a single revelation and maybe the average person in the pulpit wouldn't know that you preached this before they were born or this yeah. is you know it you have to you have to hear don't you in order to be able to speak for the lord you have yep. to hear yeah the next a- time.
1: absolutely yeah good number 2 uh, the second one is physical fitness the second component, and uh, physical fitness and its impact on leadership. Yeah. Um, that subject seems like the final frontier <laughs> when it comes to personal alignment and health. I, I mean, Jim, when I talk to pastors and leaders and, and, and team leaders about getting their bodies in shape, I'm often yeah. greeted by blank stares yeah. and awkward silence. Yeah, what else you got? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Yeah. I remember I don't. I, when I talk about this in a public forum— I have never gotten an amen (laughs) when I talk about this, this component. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and why do you think that
1: is? Because I think it's hard. Yeah. I'll be completely transparent today. It's an ongoing battle for me. Sure. You know, I I like working out. I like exercise. um, I like sleep, although sometimes sleep is a little bit elusive for me. Yeah. My my issue is the nutrition end of it, and there are there are seasons when I'm just on top of that, Jim, yeah. and I'm fit, I feel great, I, I'm 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 hitting on all cylinders that way, yeah. and there are other moments where um, I'm not on top of that, yeah, uh, and I find myself eating too much, eating the wrong kinds of things, and here's why that matters because we believe that we can serve God and other people better when we're fit, yeah, right. Uh, I think think leadership requires decisiveness. It requires energy. And I know that when I'm fit, I feel, I I don't know, I can't prove
0: this scientifically, but I feel more decisive. I feel more energetic. Clear-minded, ready to make decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I get that when I'm on vacation and I eat well and I sleep well and I exercise for recreation. Yeah. That the things that were overwhelming when I left a week ago were simple by the time I get back. Right, I think part of that. I think the other thing too in the distance running world, there's a term about purging your soul through physical exertion. Mm. It's one of the phrases that are, that's used commonly. That I've started a, a thousand runs with a problem, and I can't remember one time where I when I finished a, a long run, you know, something over three or five miles or something, that I came back with the same emotions. That right. It clears your head. Yep. It clears your soul. It gives that adrenaline a place to work. Yes. And you come back a, a more peaceful person. It's hard for me to think through math or, you know, things like that. My reasoning abilities some ways diminish when I'm running long distance. But in other ways, my soul gets real clear. Yeah. And sometimes that was the problem was I lacked the confidence or the, the right. emotional capital to deal with the situation or to take a risk. Right. So yeah. So in the book
1: we talk about integrating, it's very simple, integrating three key things and that is exercise, nutrition and sleep. Yeah. And 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 when we do those three well, chances are odds are that we're going to be fit. Yes. And th- the more fit we are, the better aligned we are, and yeah. the better
0: aligned we are, the better we can lead others. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus tells his disciples to pray. And he goes away, and they fall asleep. And he comes back, and he says, that the problem is not your spirit. Yeah. The problem is your, your flesh. Your, your spirit is really willing. Like, if you had the energy, you could obey me right now. Mm-hmm. But whether, whether or not it's our spirit that fails or our flesh that fails, we fail uh, to be able to obey the Lord if, we, if we're if we out of alignment with our body or soul or spirit. Right. Yeah. What else you got? Number three.
1: So the third one, this is kind of a big, a big term here, yeah. and it might be a little intimidating, but I'm going to say it anyway. A uh, psychological integration. Yeah. Nine, nine syllables out of two words. Yeah, that you're right. That's that's intimidating. <laughs> but it's really simple. And by that, we mean getting our thought processes aligned with truth. I think we can all tap into that, right? Yeah. And identifying and owning our emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, the way we think and the emotions we attach to those thoughts right. powerfully impact our leadership, influence, and trajectory. And so... We, in the book, we, we try to simplify this because it can get very—this uh, whole subject of psychological integration can get very uh, complicated. Yeah. We're trying to simplify it to say, hey, look, there's really two pieces to this. Hmm. It's the thoughts, the pieces of information in your head and how right. they get in there yeah. and the emotions that we attach to those thoughts. Right, right. And the, the better those two are integrated with
0: truth, the more in alignment we get. Yes. You think that goes along with it being transformed by the renewing of your mind? I, that, uh, absolutely. You know, knowing who you are and whose you are and then processing all the temptations and information that comes your way. A-
1: absolutely, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I really believe that's true. I think the Bible talks a lot about our mind and its and its influence on our, our lives. I, I happen to think that this this piece it really influences the the trajectory of yeah. our lives. You know, and, and I think it's undervalued. And we think of other things, right? But this yeah. piece is so important. And so we recently, that.
0: Yeah, it was a, maybe you told me, it was a the, the number of thoughts that we have in our head per day and the percentage of them that are negative. It was, I don't
1: think uh, I had that conversation with you. It was but.
0: astounding. It was like 20,000 thoughts, and it was 18,000 of them mm. were, were negative thoughts, that the overwhelming majority of thoughts that we think about ourselves were, you know, ah, oh, you're so stupid, ah, oh, you dummy. Oh, yeah. right. You know, if someone was saying 20,000 phrases to us a day, And most of them, you know, 95% of them were negative. We could see where we'd end up negative. Right. But again, if you can interject the truth of the Word of God, you know, the framing it around scriptural principles. Knowing who you are, whose you are.
1: So we'll talk in the book about uh, about a preventive way to address our thoughts and emotions. Yeah. Or... If you're in trouble in those areas, then we talk yeah. about a way to bring healing to that or, or more curative.
0: Yeah. So both pieces, will look at the preventive aspect Huge. of it and the curative aspect if of it. If we get this wrong, we preach everything wrong, right? We I lead so. everything wrong. We love everything wrong. We, we really, we have to, so often we're working for something, not from something, because we don't know Jesus already put us there or, right. you know, or, or whatever. It's, yeah, it's crazy how striking out in third grade and little league can stick with you for a lifetime if it isn't challenged with the higher truth. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I
1: remember getting beaten up in third grade, I think, by yeah. a guy named Steve. Yeah. And I still feel a little bit intimidated by <laughs> that thought when I think about it all these years later. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So number four of our five. Uh, the fourth component of alignment is replenishing relationships. Notice I said replenishing yeah. relationships yeah. <laughs> because some of the relationships leaders have, uh, are are some of them are less than replenishing. Yes. Uh, yeah. They're the exact opposite. And, uh, and leadership has the capacity to put us in a corner relationship wise yeah. um, uh, some people some leaders put themselves there on purpose yeah. which is not wise it's not biblical
0: they, they, those those kinds of leaders set themselves up for trouble right they just need to be needed but they, but they need more than that right you need more than just to be needed there's right yeah and
1: and so so that is a concern, right? Because yeah. Barnet put out a report three years ago that said sixty-six percent of lead pastors had no deep friendships.
0: Yeah, yeah. In the United wow. States,
1: that's staggering, and and yeah. it's not much better in the business world, Jim, mm. with uh, CEOs yeah. and business owners. It's a very lonely. It can be a yeah. very lonely role, and there are some uh, moments where it is lonely, and there's nothing you can do about that, but. Yeah. Uh, loneliness does not have to be
0: the definition around you when right. it comes to leading. Yeah. Replenishing relationships. I, I look forward to reading that section because I think, I think like we've already said, if you have the wrong perspective on what a friend is, then, then you're in trouble already because mm-hmm. you're going to look for people that either don't challenge you, uh, you don't feel overwhelmed by, they're not, you know. But I've learned if I'm around people that are athletes, I'd naturally become more athletic because what yeah. we do is outside – Moving. If a more people that are intellectual, we're discussing the books that, that we're reading. Uh, right. So having the right the right people that you enjoy, that replenish your soul, that make you laugh, that that you can cry with too. That's that's huge. I
1: think the best, uh, and I think uh, the best friends I have in my life, Jim, actually fill both of those roles. Yeah. You know, then I have friends that I just hang out out with and laugh, and that's important. We need that. Yeah. Uh, just buddies that we go golfing with, but we might yeah. not get in, into anything very deep, and that's fine. I need yes. I need yeah. that. Right. right. Yeah. But I think the very best friends in my life have the ability to be people who are encouraging, who make me laugh, but at the same time can speak into my life and mm-hmm. say, hey, John, knock it off. Yeah. John, I don't like how you're thinking about this. I don't yeah. like what I hear coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Um, and so that's what, what we really talk about in the book and how to actually carve out space to do that. Yeah. So And what to look for. <clears throat> in terms of friendships possible friendships and also what you can do to be a good friend right. to
0: other people too right right i think if you're friendly if you show yourself to be friendly you're going to have friends right yeah. if you are this friend you create these friendships to some degree
1: right we talk uh, we quote Dale carnegie in the book uh, obviously we have his, we have the permission of the carnegie yeah. foundation to yeah. do that and he said something in 1936 hmm. he said you'll you'll gain more uh, friends in two months by being interested yeah. in them and other people than you will in two years yeah. by telling pe- get, trying to get people
0: interested in you. Yeah, interesting. And he so we talk that, about that. In the Heights of the Great Depression, he wrote that. Isn't that interesting? That's pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, when you yeah. Think yeah. About and that that. Is, we're still quoting it today. Right. Yeah. That's one of the things I love about your book and other books is the truth is truth. Yeah. It, it fits during the depression. It fits during COVID-19. It fits during election seasons. It fits, it, it fits when, when all those things are gone and we move down to our new normal. Truth yep. is truth. Yeah, what's your last one? We're running out of time here, so I'll so the last, last one,
1: one is a, it's actually kind of a, a takeoff of one of the big three ideas, yeah. and that's life giving rhythms. We yeah. talked about rhythms in the previous pod. Um, I've noticed this about great leaders; they have great rhythms. Yes, yeah. they have amazing routines, and and the the healthier your rhythms, the more aligned you get. The more aligned you get. This is like you know this just builds on each other. The yeah. more aligned you are, the better you lead, yeah. and and rhythms. Are not sexy, Jim. They're they're boring. <laughs> yeah, in a lot of ways, they're, to yeah. the untrained eye, yeah, they're very boring. There's not a a lot of leadership books that focus on the power of tempo. Yeah, <laughs> right. I yeah. haven't I haven't seen any of those. But but, but there's the, no seminar called slow down, is there? It's always ten x. No, I think there should be twenty think there, there should be. be yeah, a, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's slow down, everybody. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't uh,
0: that won't get the uh, yeah. type no, A. Yeah, nothing called there. quality. Only only quantity is what. Yeah, but I I
1: think this that things in rhythm are healthy yes things in rhythm last longer
0: yes yeah
1: definitely they they're they're more productive and and so those are the five pieces yeah uh, the five components it's it's like super simple everybody can do this stuff that's what gets me jacked up about it i'm so excited (laughs) about it because everybody can do it yeah um and it's not hard conceptually to get our, our arms
0: around it or our mind around it it's a little bit harder to do So once again, you know, last week you talked about how we can get our hands on this book and some other stuff that's coming along with us. Tell us a little little bit about that. So
1: uh, we're very excited again to announce the new book coming out. It'll be here in early October. It's called Unshakable Leader, The Simple Yet Amazing Power of Alignment. And for those who pre-order a copy of the book before the end of September, we're inviting them to this amazing summit at the end of October. Yeah. And we're going to have a, a special guest there. It's, uh, it's, it, and we're just going to pour into the lives of leaders on this subject of how to experience great outcomes and stay healthy at the same time. So, if if uh, somebody would like to pre-order a copy today and they want to be involved in that summit, they can go to convergecoach.com mm-hmm. slash shop. And gotcha. the books there available available for pre-order,
0: and we'll get it out to you in a few weeks. Brilliant. I love it. Well, I guess one other thing we should mention is this was this was podcast number fifty-two. One year. This is one year today. So happy anniversary! Jen. Yeah, you too. Yeah, it's did been... you, you didn't get me flowers or anything? Were you supposed to? I do should that have or? done
1: that actually. <laughs> I stopped by the bakery. I could have stopped by the bakery on the way here and got you a <laughs> cinnamon roll or something yeah, like right. that. But
0: yeah, I can't I can't believe it. it's been fifty-two. Well, as we close out episode fifty-two, again, on behalf of your listeners, thanks for investing a year of your wisdom, your experience, your pain. Um, you've cried from behind that microphone. We've laughed from behind these microphones, but consistently every week, you said, "This is this is a, how I understand uh, you and how I can help you." And mm-hmm. so, as someone who who got to hear all fifty-two, uh, thank you for sharing your wisdom. And and what's your prediction for the future? We're gonna we're gonna do episode one hundred fifty-two here in a couple. I of I hope hours. so, Jim, because I've
1: I've really enjoyed this. And you, I, I want to just say thank you to you as well uh, for. Uh, riding along with me because I couldn't do this by myself and I and you added so much value.
0: Well the time, the friendship and the cinnamon rolls all come together. That's those, right. Those are the rhythms. Those are the yeah, rhythms. That's For the me. Holy Trinity right? <laughs> <laughs> of podcasting. Well uh, if you're listening today and you're like man I, I, I really need some more of this please order the book please be a part of the summit but please always know that if you need Converge, if you need John, if you need help like we're here. If we can't help you we know somebody who can. That's right. And we'll, we'll gladly refer you to somebody that we believe can do a better job than, than we can if That's we right. can't help you in an adequate way. So God bless you. Thanks for listening. And we hope you'll join us again next week as we continue to lead from life.